What is up, everyone? Welcome back to A Marriage Reset. We are Corey and Matt Peck from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And uh, yeah, we have a story to tell. So thanks for listening. I'm not sure what episode we're on, but that's uh, neither here nor there. However, today, today, my beautiful bride is going to share um, from her side and her perspective. And uh, um, if you've listened to the episodes before, you've heard kind of my story or the story of what we've gone through. Um, Obviously, I did a lot of talking in that episode. And so, therefore, it is now her turn, her time to um, share. And I, I just talking beforehand, I think that this is a a powerful way of looking at it. So, um, yeah, we're excited to get to share with you. And uh, our prayer is that um, these podcasts would be, uh, even if you walk away with one little nugget, that they would be something that lifts you up, that hopefully lets you know that no matter what you're walking through in your marriage, um, if it seems hopeless, whatever, that... um, you will be able to walk away with a little nugget that is going to help you. Um, and hopefully it points you back to Christ. So that's what we're here to do. Amen. You ready for this? I don't know if I'm ready. In fact, I'm sitting here. It's like <laughs> last several episodes. I mean, really all of them is except the first one. I was like, yeah, no big deal. We're just talking. Now you have like cameras set up in front of oh, us. Oh, this and, is the first one. And then just the topic and all. I'm like... I got butterflies in my tummy. I'm, yeah. I'm nervous. We're going to try to video record these from now on. Hopefully we can get some content for social media. Um, yeah, and just break it down into little nuggets of information. So this is the All spotlight. About them nuggets. All about them nuggets. So. <laughs> <laughs> the nuggets. All right. We'll take it away, beauty. beautiful. Be- beauty. I, beauty. I tried to say beauty and beautiful at the same time, and it came out be- beautiful. I gotta throw some humor in. I am totally nervous. I know. I can tell. So nervous. I was gonna say. Go quiet. Yep. And then you try to like fake some humor and then it (laughs) just goes wrong. Yeah. No. Um, jumping right in. There goes the songs popping off in my head. I'm diving in. Yep. (laughs) Stephen Curtis Chapman. (laughs) Ooh, classic. Um, no, there is something that really a book that I've been reading with the kids, um, Creation to Babel. And it's really a cool book going over the days of creation and deep dives. And I know it's just a real discussion starter with the kids. And it's been it's been a lot of fun or it has for me. I think they've enjoyed it. Never really can tell. <laughs> But um, the very first chapter, of course, is talking in the beginning, you know, God created. And a question he brought out in that was, what was the first thing that God created? Typically, someone might go through and like, you know, (laughs) if you've memorized that portion of scripture, you know, you taught it in Sunday school all your life, but in the beginning, God created the heavens, heavens and, the, and earth, the earth, you know? Yeah. So it's like, what is the first thing that God created? And everyone says the heavens and the earth. But he brings it back that the first thing God created was time and matter. Hmm. In the beginning, God created. 
And, um, and so if they're, if he says beginning, that means something is beginning. He's creating something that wasn't always there. And it was this whole concept and it really opened my eyes in this whole concept of that God operates outside of our time. He's infinite. He's all knowing, all powerful. He doesn't need a time frame to operate in. He understands all things. He's the creator of all things. So the creator understands the ins and outs and how everything operates. And so being the creator of time, he's not defined by time or has no need to operate inside of a time frame. And that this concept of time 24-hour period, day and night, 365 days in a year and, you know, 60 minutes in an hour and I'm a butcher all of them trying to go through all, all the of them, seasons, but all, all the, the seasons all the time. And, yeah. That was created for us. We are finite beings. Mm-hmm. We are limited in our understanding, limited in our knowledge, daily needing to grow and increase in that, to learn, to know more. Um, so God created time as protection for us. Yeah. Something that we could understand and operate inside of a structure for us to operate inside of. But then God in his infinite wisdom, he operates outside of that time. Yeah. So coming to big decisions, coming to every different scenarios in our life, it's very easy to be like, God, we're not out of time. I'm not getting any older. God, I don't have enough time in the day. I can't do this, 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 and this. And, you know, God, we're coming up to the deadline and we need this. And it's like, it's very easy for us to freak out and just measure God up to a 24-hour period and up to a short time frame when God doesn't operate. And that was something he's been speaking to me and it's like questioning him. And it's like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And just very gently, I don't operate inside of your time frame. I don't mm. operate on your time frame. I operate outside of your time frame. So where it looks like God might be running behind, he might be late, might not be. It's like kind of short. Come on, God, you know, we need this. We need this. It's not happening in time. And then we take it into our own hands where God's like sitting back. He's not worried. He's not concerned. He's like, it's it. it may seem like you're running out of time, but... He's the creator of time. Hmm. He's the one that decides when we run out of time or not. He's the one, you know, that knows the best time when we're ready to receive it, when we're ready to operate. And, uh, and that has just been a huge, like when I start getting antsy on when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? It's like, "Mm, he doesn't operate on my time frame, So it's like, okay, Lord, you know, me inside and out, you know, when I'm ready, when I'm not ready, even though I may think I'm ready. It's like, come on, it's time to go. Let's do this. He knows. And, uh, so to trust him in his timing in his perfect timing and, uh, trust him to work all things out. Yeah. As you're talking, I was just writing this <laughs> down, like just this whole concept and, it, and where we put him in a, in this box mm-hmm. of, 24 hours a yep. lot of times i'm like oh, i just don't have enough time in the day and i'm asking him god like it's i gotta have it done today but you know all this stuff and i just wrote it down 
I'll read it how I wrote it down. I can work while you sleep. I can work while you're mm-hmm. awake. I can walk. I can operate in your today, and I can operate into in your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like he's going ahead of us. He's been behind us. He's all around us, like operating in those moments, and we're stuck in this little square of 24, 48 hour, all of these things. And he's like, like all around, he's going before us and he's working it out and he's doing all these, he's been behind us. He's yeah. yeah. What about that? Is that Mario, super Mario, super brother, whatever, where there's that one game and they go like in the tunnel and it's like, you can't see anything else around Mm -hmm. it. The whole screen is blank except that little area that you're on. And as you go further in the game, you see more of it yeah. only because that light around you goes into that area. As you're going into that area, it lights up more. Yeah. But the rest of it is black and you can't see what's going on. You can't see the bad guys that are coming. You can't, but it's like there is no darkness in him. So he sees it all. He sees yeah. the big picture. Yeah. And as long as we're trusting him, I don't know. He's it's, going before working it out yeah. and figuring it out ahead of time. It reminds me of the scripture. Um, he's a a light into my feet, a lamp into my path, or something like that. Anyway, but I it, think it's lamp to my feet. It, light. Anyway, it's the concept yes. of he's. It's it's like he's going before us with a flashlight, lighting up the path that we should take. And I don't need you to see twenty years from now. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to see tomorrow. I just need you to walk in where I'm shining the light now yeah, and just follow the light, be in the light as he is in the light and just, just walk with him. And that's where I think that's where faith and and trust comes in that it, the relationship with the Lord is like, sometimes you feel like you're just walking blindly. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're just like on a journey to who knows where, and you don't have, uh, you don't know what to pack. You don't know, yeah, you know, and exactly. and to some people like yourself, if you don't have the details, sometimes that's hard. <laughs> I don't know what to prepare yeah. for. I don't know what, well, I got to know what's ahead. Wow. I got to know what to expect. Yeah. I got to. And, and with all the things happening in the world, all the stuff going on, like it's easy to look at that and be like, ah, get freaked out or fear or worry. And he's like, no, 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 don't, don't speculate about what you can't see, trust in what yeah. you can see. Don't look at a week at a time. Don't look at a month at a time. Don't. Yeah. It's like today. What is that scripture? It's like man, if just letting that soak in. And I've tried so hard to let the scripture soak in. It's like, don't worry about tomorrow. What you're gonna eat? What you're gonna drink? Yeah. What you're gonna wear? Don't like. Don't even think about it. Today has enough worries of its own. It's mm-hmm. like focus on today, right now. This is the time that the Lord has given me. Now, a whole nother aspect of things, <laughs> dreaming, because that is very easy for my black and white mind. <laughs> to, it's like this or that. You know, there's no, it's hard to see the gray area in between. It's like one or the other. Whereas like I can get so focused and it's like, no, don't see the big picture. Just focus on right here, right now. That in a way can almost prevent me from dreaming dreams dreaming down the road dreaming you know that's a totally different concept (laughs) and a whole different topic on its own but when it comes to concerns of the day when it comes to what am I going to eat what am I you know going to wear what is the matters of today 
focusing right here and trusting that the Lord is going to take care of tomorrow. He's already in tomorrow. He already knows what's going to happen. He already knows next week and the week to come and trusting right here, right now. God, you've given me breath. You've given me life. You've given me joy for this moment. You've given me the strength that I need, the understanding, the knowledge that I need for today, for this moment. Help me to walk in it and to operate in it to the fullest Mm -hmm. and not think of tomorrow, not worry, not let my thoughts go. I'm going to have to this and we're going to need this and we're going to need that. And my mind is like so overwhelmed with there's not enough. Like it's like, no, just focus on right here, right now. Trusting the Lord in this moment, letting him take care of my tomorrow and my next week, my next month, my next year. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, if you, if you like listen to this, wait, I signed up for marriage reset. This, <laughs> we talk about a marriage. A lot of this stuff has been a journey that the Lord has been leading you down since two years, almost exactly two years yeah. ago of, of trusting and like sticking to his time and trusting that he's taking care of it. You want to talk about that? No. (laughs) Can I plead the fifth? (laughs) No. No, I don't want to talk about that. What are you talking about? Not at all. Um, We can end the podcast here. That was great. Oh, that was good. All right. That's a short one. (laughs) We will see you all next week. We're uh, 13 minutes in. We're doing good. Record. (laughs) Oh, goodness, no. I don't even know. Say, I don't know where to start. I guess I do. Like you said, this <laughs> start in the beginning, in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning. No, this whole concept of time, like you said, has been a, at least a two year journey, even longer. The Lord has been preparing me and throwing little things my way along the journey. But really, the two years ago at the beginning, um, I had felt emotions and felt things and (laughs) was hit with things that I never, never dreamed that I would. Um, Just with the affair and the shock of it all and the grieving that comes along with it. And oh goodness, I could go into a million directions. But I remember at the beginning, um, really our first counseling session, first couple of counseling sessions, I know some of the questions that is like learning to give myself grace in the moment. Yeah. Warning. I'm going to have lots of tears. I feel it already. (laughs) Lots of tears. It's okay. I'm here with you. uh, Okay. Um, Questioning. First, giving myself grace. Because, I mean, you know, the everybody's hard on themselves but I have been particularly hard on myself and this whole concept of time and I gotta know what do I prepare for and what you know that very black and white mind going into our counseling sessions and it's like okay how long is this going to be how long is it going to take us to get through this how long is it going to take me to trust him again how long is it going to take my heart to heal how long is it going to you know it's like I, I would have days where I would go and it was just like, I couldn't get out of bed. And I was just stuck to my room because my bedroom, it's like nothing happened in that room and that room became my safety. 
Mm-hmm. That was my security blanket. And so to leave that room and to go to the rest of the house, to go cook in the kitchen or to go do laundry or is like very much a pep talk. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You can get out of the room. You can go walk in the rest of the house. You can go take care of the kids. You can go cook dinner. You can go. It was like, you can do this. You can do this. And um, is a lot a lot of pep talks and it was very hard on myself and it's like good night okay it's been a week it's been two weeks it's been a month like you should you know be through this a lot quicker and just beating myself up of like you're taking forever and is this taking too long and I am so thankful for Palmer (laughs) for our counselor and um asking him how long is this going to take how long like and um He said his professional opinion is with both parties working on it and making the effort. It takes at least one to two years. Or did he say one to three years? I don't remember. Maybe somewhere in there. One to two years, one to three years to build back trust. Yeah. And I was like, at first, I guess part of me was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not to, rushing this. <laughs> I don't have to cram this in by next week. But um, at the same time, it was like two years, three years, or I don't know. It may have even been like one to five years or something. I don't know. But it was like, it was more than a month. Yeah. It was more than a week, you know? And uh, I can remember thinking at that time being relieved, but at the same time thinking, oh my goodness, this is going to be forever. It's going to take forever. God, we're going to be so old by the time <laughs> by the time we get through Speak this. Speak for like, yourself. <laughs> but it's like, good night. Like, it's going to take forever. So much time is going to pass. And, you know, so much time wasted. And, I mean, I had all of those thoughts. And the the pep talks I would give myself when I would have those days of, like, feeling like waves were just crashing all around me and that was the best way I could describe it all it's like the emotions and the feeling of it all is some days I would just feel numb Mm -hmm. and just no feeling it was just literally going through the motions telling myself okay get out of bed all right go brush your teeth change your clothes go go out there and be with the children. Okay. They still need to do school. So make sure they're doing school. I mean, it was just a very regiment, like do this, do this, do this. And just so numb. And then there were other days where it's like, I remember our second daughter was just having a particularly rough time and really emotional. And I remember, and I'm so thankful for my safety net of people around me, but I remember texting my mom and being like, hmm, and this is hard. (laughs) Like, mom, I need your help. I have a huge favor to ask. Hannah is really needing some TLC and she's really needing some love and attention. And I just don't have it to give her right now. And um, she very quickly said, okay, let me talk with your dad and figure out the best time for her to come. And that weekend she went, Tears, goodness. <laughs> You're doing good. And I'm so thankful for my mom. I'm thankful for friends around me that could text and I need prayer today. I can't, I'm not strong enough today. I don't know that I can do it today. My kids need me and I don't know that I have it in me to love them like they need. 
And um, huh, I'm sorry, I'm going quiet. Ah, <laughs> oh, the tears, goodness. <sighs> I am so thankful for the people that the Lord placed in our lives for that time to just encourage, to pray, to love <laughs> on the days when I didn't have it in me. The support system was just incredible. And I'm thankful for Palmer that was able to speak some wisdom and it's like, give yourself some grace, give yourself grace. It's going to take time. And, um, you're going to get through this. It's possible to get through this. And that was, I mean, all the questions that, I mean, thankfully, I don't know, there's no classes that you take pre-marriage of, here's how to overcome an affair. Here's what you're going to feel if you ever experience an affair. When it all crumbles, like, here's when what it crashes to down. Yeah. Um, there's no, <laughs> I don't know, maybe there are resources and there are books. I just, I hit a moment at the beginning where it was like, I didn't want any resources. I couldn't hear. It was just in that moment, it was too painful to hear, you know. And there were certain times where I would hear different stories and hear, you know, the woman talk about how angry she was and the different things. And so it was like, Whew, okay, I feel normal. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not overreacting. I'm not freaking out. Because there are definitely times where I thought, it's like, oh my goodness, I'm losing my mind. I'm freaking out. I can't think straight. I can't like, I'm just so angry. I just, my heart hurts so bad. And it just like, I, I can't, I don't know if I can breathe. I don't know. Like, I mean, it was just so much. And, um, but I think the biggest thing back to the whole is like the biggest thing was, and if I can encourage any woman out there going through this or even just going through a tough time in marriage, I think even maybe the husband and wife are on different pages and the husband is just so focused on work that kind of neglecting the family and the wife is having to pick up the slack and try to be the leader of the home and, uh, or whatever the scenario is, maybe you've hit an affair, maybe I, I'm going to say just porn, but maybe the whole aspect of porn, but give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be okay in a day. You don't have to be okay in a week. You're going to have good days again. You're going to be okay again. You know, you're going to have, be able to get to the point where, <laughs> You don't have to remind yourself, get out of bed and go eat, get out of bed and take care of your family, you know, um, where your heart just aches so desperately that it's like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if I can go through the day with this, but just give yourself grace. It will come, you know, the, the rainy days will clear up. Yeah. But I am thankful, just thankful. And I don't know, I feel like I'm so scattered right now, scatterbrained <laughs> through all of this. Um, you can jump in and talk at any point. No, <laughs> I, I think like just sitting here listening to you talk, a lot of it is just as much as you had to give permission to yourself to be okay. There's a lot of times from, from the man's perspective, because you got to understand like, when when all of it came out and 
we're going through marriage counseling and like we're talking through this like I, I have literally reached a place where I mean I haven't I haven't struggled with lust in almost two years and like in that moment I'm finally free and it's like the thing I've been hiding and trying to keep yeah. inside is finally out it's it's I mean yes it's a it's horrible time and shame and guilt is there but it's no longer hidden and for me I felt so free and so now I'm like 100 pounds is off my shoulders and I'm ready to go like oh finally this thing has been bogging me down for 20 plus years and and I think a lot of times I would want to like grab your hand and say okay let's go let's go and take off running and when you're not okay I had to learn quickly that um, that if I if I try to take off and run without you, it, it's going to hurt even more. Um, you, but you end up leaving me behind. But I I end up yeah. leaving you behind. And there was a lot of discussion even with that of like I f- and still sometimes today is like I feel like I feel like you're just you're good and it's over with and everything's under is is good and you're forgiven and sweet and all that and then and you're here still struggling with. You know, walking around the corner and seeing the hallway and being like, boom, a trigger. And so from my perspective, it's yes, as much as I was free and as much as I'm ready to move on is like not not grabbing your hand and trying to drag you, but to like link arms with you and say, I'm going to I'm going to walk with you through this. Um, and I think that's some of the things that, you know, Palmer taught was the idea of um, when I'm broken, it gives you permission to heal. Yeah. And so. As much as I don't want to reminisce, and I mean, there was at one point where I went in my journal and and, uh, wrote down as much detail as I possibly could, and we would, it, it caused me to remember a lot of that, you know, and then you would go back and read it. As much as I don't want to do that, because it's it's like it's like being somebody else. And then completely being transformed, and but having to go back and and remember the old person, and it's yeah. just like, ah, that's not me anymore. I'm, and, I'm sorry. I'm thinking as you're talking about like linking arms, you know, and not like dragging me along or pulling me along, but linking arms with me and walking. Where I got this picture of us linking arms, and some days it was like a standstill. And all we could do was just stand there. Mm -hmm. Other days, it was a slow walk, just like one step at a time, one step at a time. Other days, we made progress. And there were like several steps in a row. And we were walking. And it was more pep in our step. But it's like each day looked different. And the very next day, maybe just a standstill once again, you know? Yeah. There's, I think it's just seasons. Um, It's funny because we been doing renovations on our house and mm-hmm. it's been well when are you going to do this I'm like i don't know when we get to it but we have it's a 30-year project <laughs> and and i'm the type of person that i'm like i want to let's go let's get it done now like if i get my head set on something i want to get it done and do it now but what ends up happening is i run past it i don't i do it rush halfway it. Yeah. i rush through it and and so i've had to had to learn and still learning is like this is a this is a lifetime project. This is a lifetime commitment. And we have the rest of our lives to be able to grow and and learn and 
and hopefully eventually soon we get to the point where we can run together and we're running side by side. But if it doesn't happen for another five years, okay, cool. It's a, it's, it's a lifetime. And that's the adventure or the, the, the joy of the journey. Yeah. And I, I think, what was you talking about? Um, you had written something down, I think maybe about stopping and smelling the roses I don't remember if you remember that, but the idea of walking through the garden, sometimes you just got to stop and smell the roses and, and like be willing to just chill. Yeah. And just be in the moment. Yeah. Be in the moment. Um, and that's where kind of going back to time that you were talking about, it is trusting the Lord that he is going ahead of us and he's with us in this moment. And, and I don't know. We just get so caught up in like, I want to change him, but I want to change right now. Right now. Yeah. And that, uh, that <laughs> reminds me of other conversations I've had with the Lord of like, God, I just want to be through this. Yeah. I just want to be through it. I just want to be over this. I want to be on the other side. Just like, why can't you just snap your finger and just take it all away right now? Like my heart be healed. Like everything be fine. I trust him and it'll be, <laughs> you know, good to go. And, just like hurry up and do this now like i'm ready i can do this like and he's like nope you need this little bit you need this little bit and then we're going to take this next step and then you're going to take this step and then you're going to have to overcome this hurdle and then it's like i mean it's just like little by little and that's where man it's so if you really think about it so encouraging how deeply our creator loves us Mm -hmm. That he would even cater our journeys so personally to each one of us, knowing how we think and we operate our ins and our outs and our concerns, our fears, our, I'm like reminded of, I know such a strange one to bring out, but I'm reminded of Gideon. I've been reading Gideon and as going through and the Lord called him mighty man of valor and a mighty warrior are you. But he was so full of fear. Yeah. And he hid and he kind of obeyed God, but he did it hidden at night. He did it where no one would <laughs> see him. Like he was so cautious, like, I'll, God, I'll obey. But this, that, and the part that stood out to me the most was he was, God narrowed it down. And I've said this before recently, but this is just so powerful of how well how deeply God knows and cares for us that the Lord told him, okay, here's your people. Now I want you to sneak down into the enemy's camp and hear what they're saying. And he didn't leave it at that. It wasn't okay. I know you're scared and all this, but you're a mighty man of valor. You're going to go and do this. You go down in that camp. But no, God in his great mercy and his great love for Gideon said, but if you're still afraid, After seeing everything I've done and me confirming my word with the fleece and everything else, if you're still afraid, take this person with you as a comfort Mm -hmm. to walk with you, to, you know, be with you, to have the extra support. It's like God could have totally left it or gotten mad at him of like, I've done this and this and this for you. Why don't you trust me yet? Why aren't you, you know, come on. Like, when are you going to get over it and stop being afraid? But no, God knew his heart. And even though Gideon was afraid, even though he was like terrified, he still chose to obey God. Yeah. But on the flip side, the Lord provided a comfort for him Mm -hmm. so he could walk in obedience. 
I'm like, what, what a mighty God we serve. Yeah. That would know us so intimately, so in and out in our feelings and our emotions and how our minds process that, you know, create us in such a way. But yet when we walk through a journey of healing, a journey of forgiveness, that he caters it and provides it and creates it in such a way so uniquely to us. Yeah. I think I think so many times we just maybe human nature, I don't know that it's when God when God tells us to do something or points us in the direction and we we come up with excuses or or fear or whatever is there, there's almost like this don't don't shoot like cowardness like he's going to strike us down yeah and we we were just in tennessee and there was a uh, pastor that spoke and he was talking about um moses was it moses that god spoke to in the with the burning bush mm-hmm. and he's like i want you to go rescue the people and moses came up with all these excuses and yeah. i can't speak I can't, well uh, yeah i can't and he had you know who do i say that uh, that uh, you are like who am i and um what he said was or the point that he brought out was Moses gave, gave God all of these excuses. And based out of fear, based out of whatever, God never once got angry at Moses. Mm-hmm. He he met his excuse. And he said, okay, I see that. And, and the flaw that you may think you have here, tell them that I am. This is who sent you. Yeah. And then, oh, you think you have a stutter? Oh, I'm going to send somebody to speak for you. Here's and your brother Aaron to yeah. speak on your behalf. And so all yeah. these, but at the very end, Moses finally said i don't want to go and because of his disobedience that's when god's anger was um i think god anger rose up right Mm -hmm. and i think we walk through our life so many times and it's like we fear and we have we have all these doubts and all of these things and we treat it as if god is going to get angry with us and like we we cower down and he's like no 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 i want to meet i want to handle all your fears it's it's okay. And you were saying this the other day about the kids, like, trust me with their doubt. Yeah. Trust me. Trust me in that. Even when they do doubt, just trust me that I have them because doubt and fear, all that stuff doesn't, doesn't, doesn't worry God. Like doesn't he's not going, to oh, greatness. Yeah. oh, come on. You know, oh, they're scared. What are we going to do? Yeah, what are like, we going to do? You know, it's like, no, I've <laughs> no, gone no, no. before you. I've already prepared the place. I've already, I've already handled that. He's I've already, already taken provided care. the answers to their every question. Yeah. And so we can walk out in fear and still be obedient. We can walk in, in, in doubt and still be obedient. The key is being obedient. Yeah. It's when we say, nope, I'm not going to do it. I refuse to do it. That's when God is like ang- anger burnt, yeah. you know, wells up in, inside of him, you know. And I will say I could not get through any of what we've gone through without God's grace and his mercy. Yeah. But I think what has allowed us to get to the point that we're at and being able to talk about it and open up and be free about it is the aspect of forgiving, mm-hmm. walking uh, obedience, even in that. And that's not to toot my own horn. The Lord has brought me through a journey of forgiveness since I was a kid, like way back when there have been so many scenarios. And I can remember one in particular, there was in my teens, a guy that did something, got in an argument with my sister. I don't know. It just like brought our group of friends. It brought a huge 
amount of division in our friends and they were angry at us and it just split us apart. It was a huge deal. And it hurt me deeply, like to the point, like I could not say his name. I didn't want anybody else to say his name. I didn't want to think about him. I didn't want to talk about him. I wanted nothing to do with him. Like I was so angry at him. And my mom in her great wisdom, it's like, you need to forgive. If you don't forgive him, God can't forgive you and you need God's forgiveness. And I was like, oh, I was so angry when she said that. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to. And so it's like, well, how do I even begin to forgive him? Like, this is ridiculous. And she's like, it begin, It starts with a choice, but you begin to pray for him. Mm-hmm. And my prayers for him were teeth gritted. God <laughs> bless him with a good day. Encourage him. Um, God, I don't even know what to pray for him. Give him a good day. I mean, I like I was so angry. And it was like the more and more I prayed over him, the, the more like the Lord just softened my heart to where it was like I could truly pray. Lord, show him your will for his life. Show him how much you love him and desire a relationship with him. And it was just like the genuine. And before I knew it, like to this day, I don't even remember what the argument was about or what happened. <laughs> and I have no problem with the dude, like no problem whatsoever. And there's just the love that the Lord replaced from the unforgiveness and the anger replaced love in my heart. Fast forward to this, and this was a journey of going through and having to forgive and having to love people that hurt me so deeply, even deeper than what he did, (laughs) and having to live with the person daily. And so it being a daily, it's not like I could say, okay, I forgive you, and then we live our separate lives, and we live far away from each other and not have to deal with you, not have to talk to you, not have to do anything. But we live together. I mean, we have children together. We have a marriage. <laughs> like, it was just a, such a different level. So when it came to even the other party in the affair of we were once friends, and it was just like there was a, a bit of concern for her, but at the same time, it's like, God, I don't want to care about her. I don't want to think about her. I don't yeah. want to talk to her. I don't ever want to see her again. But at the same time, man, the Lord was just tugging on my heart of like, pray for her, love her. like. And then I found myself doing what I did before. And I would pray for and pray for and pray for. And it would still just hurt and ache. And I would just feel such anger. And I'm like, God. Why is it not working this time at work last time? (laughs) I'm praying. I'm being faithful. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And he's like, that worked for that time. But this time is going to require an extra step and require you to go further Hmm. and require you to go a little bit deeper than what you did the last time. And of course, I'm like, God, I don't want to go deeper. (laughs) I don't want to do anymore. I want to do the bare minimum. And you just, what worked last time, just let it work this time. He's like, but you can do this one. What I'm requiring of you is going to take more. And it did. When the Lord asked you to be a friend to what feels like your worst enemy. Yeah. And ask you to love this person and genuinely care for them. And only in the obedience of doing that has the anger and the bitterness been removed and subsided to where I can truly think of this person and have genuine love for them. 
genuine love for my husband because that's been a journey too of like learning to love you in a whole different way and uh and I'm just like you're like reading your bible oh <laughs> I just you? I was reminded of a bunch of a bunch of scriptures, a bunch of scriptures. it took time to get to that point where going through all of this and the loving and the forgiving is like I want to be a one and done it's like okay I chose to forgive I chose to do this I chose to do that but still I'd wake up the next morning and it was like okay now do it all over again mm-hmm. it's like okay I choose to forgive I choose to walk in love I choose to, yeah, I pray for this I pray for that you know and then wake up the next morning it's like okay do it again and it was just every day Waking up, choosing to walk in that, choosing to live like that, where the Lord, it has freed him. It's caused me to focus on the prayer and focus on him. Yeah. To where I'm not focused on the hurt. I'm not focused on the pain. I'm not focused on the unforgiveness. I'm not focused on what was done. I'm focused on him and being obedient to him. And he's coming behind me, sweeping up, picking up the pieces. (laughs) And cleaning it and putting it back together and creating this beautiful masterpiece. That when I turn around and I look and it's like, when did that happen? (laughs) How did that happen? When did you do all of that? It's like when I was so focused and so distracted on something else. That's when he was able to do his work. Because, I mean, if I was focused on his work and what he was doing, I'd be like, oh, wait, God, wait, uh, no, I'm not ready for that one. That one hurts too bad. Yeah. Or, or, oh, no. Are, you know. are we done yet? Like, yeah, it's like, it come on, I think long? you got enough of the yeah. pieces. Like, you know, it's good enough. And I uh, got to put my two cents in. It's like, nope, nope, you focus over there and you let me do my work over here. Yeah. So. Yeah. I want to, I want to we'll shut this one down with this. Um, as you're talking I'm reminded of, we had a meeting with a, um, or I guess I was, it was, I had a meeting with a friend of mine and, uh, um, about some business opportunities that are coming up and he just started laying, laying things out. And one of the things that he brought up, um, was he was talking specifically business, but I'll put it into this context is I think we walk through life and it, you ever gone to a building or it's like the mall or whatever, and they have the stairs here and the elevator here. And most mm. of the time it's like, okay, we want to get in the elevator. Yeah. We want to push the button, turn around. And in 2.5 seconds, we're up at the very top yep, 40th floor. Ding. The d- step out and, and we get out the elevator. But, um, his encouragement and, and I, my encouragement in all of this is we ha- we stand in our life and we walk we walk through life and we have these situations that we're walking through and a lot of the times we want to be able to just get in the elevator and shoot up past all the different levels and get to the top. We we want to look and in 2 years we want to be completely done and I've made it to the very top and and we're we're good <laughs> in 1 month, yeah. But um the point that I'm trying to make is when you have an opportunity to take the elevator or the stairs, always choose the stairs because as you take each individual step and you come to level seven, level eight, level nine, and you get all the way up to 40, you'll be able to look back down that stairwell and know exactly what it took to get you there. Yeah. And, and in our journey, greater appreciation, a greater appreciation. And so as we, as we heal 
as we recover, as we, we go through life together, it's not about getting in the elevator and just flying past it so we don't feel any the hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about walking through it and stepping every step of the way so that when we get to the top, we can say, I know exactly what it took to get here. And God is wanting to to pull that out and to draw that out. And he's simply just asking you to take the next step and take the next step. And, mm-hmm. to, and sometimes we get to level seven. It's like, oh, I'm out of breath. I don't have any more I, I, in me. I don't no know way. if I can go anymore. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm reminded of the 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 movie Facing the Giants mm-hmm. whenever he's cr- army crawling or whatever. Blindfolded, in, yeah. yeah. blindfolded. He's like, you give me just one more. Give me one more. And he's like, did I, I had to make it to the 50-yard line now. And he's like, look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. And, and I think if we would just put our faith in the Lord that way of one more step, one, one more step, step, one more step, mm, knowing so that good. he's going before us, he's been behind us, he's all around us, that he's not he's not bound by the time that we operate in. Mm, that's so good. He's not bound. And, and, and we will be able to look back when we're old and gray and life is coming to an end. We can look back hand in hand and say, holy cow, look Look with our, where the Lord has brought us, and and we know we know what it took to get there. That's so good, babe. Yeah. So good. So, you want to pray? Um, I can. Again, our our hearts, man. Every time we sit here and we talk and we we recording this, I'm just thinking about. I'm thinking about our story, but I'm thinking about people that are listening and the other. The couples that might be listening, the wife or yeah. the husband or, you know. That's just starting out. I mean, I know I know a podcast was very instrumental even in our early, early days um, that we would listen to. And it was just like getting to hear somebody else that had gone through that and like, oh, we're not crazy. Oh, yeah. I felt that. Oh, I felt that. And that, I mean, that's my heart. I know that's your heart too. It's like, I just, it's like you want to just like. Uh, to use a Cajun term, you just want to tata them, <laughs> you know. And good job, yeah, babe. thank Mom you. Mom would be proud. Um, but you just want to like wrap your arm around them and be like, "It's gonna be okay." Like yeah. two years ago, I would have never thought we'd be where we're at. No. And to now get to sit here and be where at where we're at and talk into a microphone and just reminisce about the journey and it's like, ah. So I just. Our hearts is that as you're listening to this, that it would be an encouragement. But also, I just want to just to tell you that, like, it's going to be okay. And you're mm-hmm. going to make it. You're going to make it. Yeah. So let's pray. Pray. Okay. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. Yes, Father. We thank you for opening this door for us. God, I thank you that you don't operate inside our 24-hour period and operate in our time frame. God, I'm thankful that you didn't allow me to rush ahead of you. That you held me back, told me to take your time, taught me to be patient. God, I pray for the, the husbands out there that maybe just came out to their wives or that have been through this for a few months. God, whatever their situation may be, God, strengthen that husband, encourage him. Let him know that his wife will be okay. That they're going to make it through. And even the wife, God, that is forced to have to forgive 
forced with the decision to love and to forgive and do I stick it out do I leave do I what do I do this hurts so bad I don't know how I'm gonna make it through God remind her that she's not alone and God she's gonna make it through yes Father. God move on their behalf bring healing to their family to their marriage to their hearts God and draw them ever so closely to you God, I thank you that you are our healer and our redeemer and our restorer. And God, you are patient and you are kind. So God, do what only you can do in your perfect timing. Yes, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you. I love you. Mm. So much. All right, guys. Well, another episode down. Um, Like we say all the time, just help us get the word out help us um to reach people that we'd never be able to reach without your without you um so follow the podcast we're on spotify apple podcast we're pretty much anywhere that you can get podcasts and if you come across an episode that you feel like hey maybe my friend needs to hear this or you know of people that are going through similar things just just share it with them and uh let's let's get the word out let's encourage people Um, It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.